0: Section 72 of Final Report of the Advisory Committee on Human Radiation Experiments. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report of the Advisory Committee on Human Radiation Experiments Contemporary Projects Chapter 15 Part 1 RESEARCH PROPOSAL REVIEW PROJECT Two of the biggest differences between research involving human subjects today and research involving human subjects as it was conducted in the 1940s, 1950s, and 1960s are the presence of applicable federal regulations and the articulation of rules of professional and research ethics there is little question that these developments have had a significant effect on the protection of the rights and interests of human subjects. At the same time, however, there has been little systematic investigation of how much protection these developments have provided. As an advisory committee, charged both with looking at the past and making recommendations about the future, we hoped to learn as much as we could about the state of contemporary human subjects research we were particularly interested in exploring the extent to which the rights and interests of people currently involved as subjects of radiation research conducted or supported by the federal government appear to be adequately protected and whether the level of protection afforded these subjects was the same as that afforded the subjects of non-radiation research. The Advisory Committee's Research Proposal Review Project, RPRP, was designed to address these questions. By examining documents from a wide variety of research projects funded by many agencies of the federal government, We hoped to offer insight into the general state of the protection of the rights and interests of human subjects. During the course of the RPRP, the committee reviewed documents from a random sample of research proposals involving human subjects and ionizing radiation that were approved and funded in fiscal years 1990 through 1993 by the Departments of Health and Human Services, DHHS, Defense, DOD, Energy, DOE, Veterans Affairs, VA, and the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA. These are the only federal agencies that currently conduct human subjects research involving ionizing radiation. We also reviewed a comparison sample of studies that did not involve ionizing radiation, funded by the same agencies during the same period. In this chapter, we first present the methodology and findings of the Research Proposal Review Project. We then report the results of an independent review of research proposals and documents Conducted by one member of the committee who also acted as a reviewer in the RPRP. The chapter closes with a discussion of our results in the context of current policies and practices in research involving human subjects. Methodology of the RPRP Obtaining research proposal artifacts to identify studies of interest. The RPRP involved the collection and review of documents related to recently funded, federally supported human radiation research. This included research supported or performed by the DOD, DOE, DHHS, NASA, and VA. Each agency funds intramural research conducted by agency staff members at various field sites and extramural research conducted outside the agency by contractors or grantees. The Advisory Committee requested and received abstracts or similar descriptions from these agencies for all intramural and extramural studies newly approved and funded between fiscal years 1990 and 1993, that is, new starts in those fiscal years, that fell within two general categories one studies involving the exposure of human subjects to research applications of ionizing radiation or follow-up studies of such exposures and two non-radiation research involving human subjects these abstracts represented the universe of federally funded contemporary human research from which studies were then selected for review SELECTION OF STUDIES INVOLVING IONIZING RADIATION For purposes of the RPRP, a radiation experiment was defined as any federally funded or performed investigation where the exposure of human subjects to ionizing radiation is an element of the research design. In addition, we included follow-up or epidemiological studies of exposures of humans to ionizing radiation. Any procedures involving radiation incidental to a subject's enrollment in a study—for example, a diagnostic X-ray in research involving chemotherapy—were not considered experimental for purposes of the review. To select studies to review from the many abstracts we received, nuclear medicine experts on the advisory committee staff first reviewed and stratified the study abstracts obtained according to the biomedical categories that the advisory committee established for radiation research, tracer biodistribution studies, studies involving potential therapeutics, studies involving potential diagnostics, and epidemiological observational studies these categories were intended to roughly parallel the various types of past radiation experiments identified by the advisory committee we recognized that placing radiation experiments into discrete categories was a difficult task the purpose of the categorization however was to sample proposals across the range of radiation research conducted on human subjects, rather than to identify specific research as falling into strict categories. Definitions of the biomedical categories used in the Research Proposal Review Project are listed in the accompanying box. Note. Box. Definitions of Biomedical Categories tracer biodistribution studies studies involving the measurement of administered radioactive chemicals within the body in vivo using radiation detectors directed at the body from outside or in body fluids such as blood and urine in the test tube in vitro biodistribution studies are distinct from tracer studies in that their object of study is radioactive contaminants themselves in order to understand their distribution and metabolism within the body. By contrast, tracer studies employ radio-labeled variants of ordinary biological chemicals to provide information on natural metabolic processes involving those chemicals. Tracer biodistribution studies Differ from research involving external sources of radiation, such as X-rays, because tracer biodistribution studies involve the administration of radioactive chemicals into a subject's body. Studies involving potential therapeutics. Studies that involve novel or non-validated uses of radiation for therapeutic purposes on sick individuals studies involving potential diagnostics studies that involve experimental uses of radiological or nuclear medicine diagnostics for imaging that are experimental in that their efficacy has not been established this includes research involving different types of radiation exposure as well as applications of established radiation imaging techniques such as diagnostic x-rays or cat scans for new diagnostic purposes epidemiological observational studies of health effects in people who have experienced exposures to ionizing radiation this research does not employ radiation but attempts to understand health effects on humans exposed to ionizing radiation using follow-up studies medical monitoring and retrospective records reviews End Note We then selected studies to ensure that each funding agency and each biomedical category of human radiation research tracer, biodistribution, therapeutic, diagnostic, and epidemiological observational were adequately represented in the random sample of studies to be reviewed. 84 radiation studies were selected from the proposal abstracts provided by the agencies. These included 31 extramural proposals representing non-federal research institutions, primarily universities, and 53 intramural proposals from the DHHS, DOE, DOD, NASA, and VA. SELECTION OF A COMPARISON GROUP OF NONRADIATION STUDIES For purposes of selecting a comparison sample of non-radiation studies, the 84 radiation studies were reclassified according to the following categories, 1. Federal Funding Agency, 2. Extramural-Intramural, and 3. Cardiology, Cancer, or Neither Cardiology Nor Cancer. Approximately half as many studies, 41, were selected for the comparison sample and were distributed in each of these three categories in comparable proportion to the distribution of radiation studies. We drew our sample of non-radiation studies from the same grantee institutions that were included in the radiation sample. Data Sources In total, the Advisory Committee identified for review 125 research proposals involving human subjects, 84 involving ionizing radiation, and 41 not involving radiation, that were approved and funded by DHHS, DOE, DOD, NASA, or VA between fiscal year 1990 and fiscal year 1993, Long-term epidemiological studies that were initiated before fiscal year 1990 and continued through this period were included in the review in cases where the methodology and or consent procedures for such studies were found to have been updated in recent proposal renewals. The Advisory Committee requested the following documents for each of the 125 studies it identified for review. 1. grant proposal submitted by investigator to federal agency 2. institutional review board irb application 3. original consent form submitted to the irb 4. consent form as approved by the irb 5. the irb's final disposition letter 6 documentation concerning any changes to the research design methods or consent form approved by the irb after the irb's initial approval of the study seven if relevant the application submitted to and the official letter of approval from the radioactive drug research committee rdrc eight if relevant the application submitted to and the official letter of approval from any Institutional Human Use Committee other than the IRB or RDRC. All of the relevant Federal agencies and the forty seven extramural grantee institutions to which the Advisory Committee submitted a request complied with this request. The willingness of institutions to voluntarily make available documents for review indicates their commitment to research ethics, which the committee very much appreciates. The openness shown by the biomedical research community is important evidence of improvement in the ethics of human subjects research over the 50-year history reviewed by the committee. Review Process Three basic elements were considered in developing a system to review the research materials supplied to the advisory committee. The procedures for obtaining informed consent, the balance of risks to potential benefits for the subject, and the selection and recruitment of subjects. An evaluation form was developed by a subcommittee of committee members and staff to assist reviewers in organizing their assessments of the research documents, grant proposal, IRB application, RDRC application, and the consent forms. The documents for each proposal were reviewed by a team of two individuals, with at least one member of the advisory committee placed on each team, so that documents from every proposal were reviewed by at least one member of the committee. Review teams consisted of either two advisory committee members or one committee member and one staff member. One member of each team had expertise in research ethics, while the other had expertise in radiation science radiation medicine another branch of medicine or epidemiology reviewers were never assigned documents from their own institution they were also required to recuse themselves if they were well acquainted with the principal investigator of a proposal documents were first reviewed independently by each reviewer and then by the reviewers together as a team At the end of this process, each team completed a single evaluation form representing a joint assessment. Limitations The Research Proposal Review Project was designed to provide insight on an exploratory basis into the current practice of human subjects research conducted or supported by the U.S. government, the project was not undertaken with the expectation that our results would be generalizable to all research involving human subjects, or to research sponsored by non-governmental agencies. Of necessity, we reviewed documents from only a small sample of proposals for human subjects research, funded in fiscal years 1990-1993. through 1993. In a given year, DHHS supported 16,972 projects and sub involving human-subjects research. At the same time, however, our sample includes examples of both radiation and non-radiation research funded or sponsored by five different federal agencies across a variety of biomedical categories and medical specialties moreover the proposals whose documents we received and reviewed were selected at random there was no attempt to identify proposals that appeared from the outset to pose human subjects problems or high levels of risk and therefore no reason to suspect that the sample chosen was biased in favor of more problematic or higher risk studies within the committee reviewers rarely disagreed in their reviews although these reviews are based on interpretation and opinion in the context of committee deliberation it should be noted that so too are the evaluations of irbs on which the protection of human subjects now rests perhaps the most significant limitation of this project is that the evaluation of each proposal was based only on the documents that were provided by the federal funding agency and grantee institution The documentation we received was not always complete. Moreover, IRBs may have had access to sources of information not available to the committee. Some IRBs invite principal investigators to make presentations at IRB meetings. Others encourage reviewers to discuss proposals with principal investigators before IRB meetings. Thus, in some cases, IRBs may have reviewed the proposals evaluated by the committee with a fuller and more accurate understanding of the project than was available to the committee. It is therefore possible that some of the research projects that raised concerns for us based on the documents we reviewed would, with the provision of additional information, be deemed unproblematic from a human subject's perspective conversely it is possible that some of the research projects whose documents raised no concerns may nevertheless have inadequacies affecting the rights and interests of human subjects that we could not detect from the outset the committee neither desired nor thought it possible because of our limited tenure and resources to make judgments about the extent to which these 125 research projects were in fact being conducted in an ethically acceptable manner this would have required a careful evaluation of far more than the documents that we received neither irb interactions with principal investigators nor documents speak to what actually happens between investigators their assistants and potential subjects What investigators in fact say to potential subjects, the tone with which they say it, and the conditions under which the interaction takes place, are pieces of information that were unavailable to the advisory committee in its review of the documents from contemporary human research proposals, just as they are generally unavailable to IRBs the advisory committee's review of research proposal documents thus was not intended to evaluate the performance of particular irbs or the ethics of the conduct of particular investigators or specific institutions rather by examining documents from a wide variety of research projects funded by many agencies of the federal government we hoped to offer insight into the general state of the protection of the rights and interests of human subjects. Findings of the RPRP In this section, we present the results of the RPRP. We begin with a general characterization of our overall assessment of the research documents. We also provide additional analysis of the impact of the level of risk and the kind of experiment non-radiation versus radiation on our evaluations next we turn to a discussion of what the committee found most troubling in these documents organized around issues of understanding voluntariness and decisional capacity finally we look at problems that were common in the sample as a whole including the readability of consent forms and deficiencies in documentation Overall Assessment Reviewer teams registered their overall assessment of each set of documents using a scale from 1 to 5, where 1 was taken to indicate no ethical concerns, and 5 was taken to indicate serious ethical concerns. This scoring scale was used to assist reviewers in organizing their overall evaluations of the set of documents for each research proposal. These ratings were made in concert by the two reviewers, after each had completed his or her own independent review. Ratings of four and five are grouped together in the discussion that follows, because reviewers generally did not differentiate between the two. Both ratings were used when documents raised serious ethical concerns for the reviewers. For the total sample of documents from 125 radiation and non-radiation research proposals, two-thirds received ratings of either 1, percent or 2, percent while 18% received a rating of 3, and 14% received a rating of 4 or 5. Level of Risk Reviewers identified whether the research proposals, as described in the documents, involved minimal risk or greater-than-minimal risk of harm to subjects. Seventy-eight proposals were considered to involve greater-than-minimal risk, including twenty-four proposals that were evaluated as maybe greater-than-minimal risk, while forty-seven proposals were considered to involve minimal risk. There was a marked difference in the distribution of ratings between minimal-risk and greater-than-minimal-risk studies. Although a substantial number of greater-than-minimal-risk studies received ratings of 1 or 2, all of the studies that received 4s and 5s were considered greater-than-minimal-risk. Radiation versus Non-Radiation Research While about 70% of both radiation and non-radiation proposals received ratings of 1 or 2, a somewhat higher proportion of non-radiation studies than radiation studies received overall ratings of 4 or 5. This difference could not be explained by differences in level of risk. The proportion of studies in the non-radiation subsample and the radiation subsample that involved greater than minimal risk were essentially the same perhaps the lower proportion of proposals in the radiation sample whose documents were rated as ethically problematic can be attributed to the second layer of scrutiny that is often afforded to radiation studies during the initial review process it must be noted however that because there were few studies that received ratings of four or five differences between radiation and non-radiation studies may not be significant end of section seventy two